0: I have like a full on steel trap for ephemera. And I, as part of being so fucking like brutally obsessed with this show for six years, I would watch every single like YouTube video they put out. I listened to the official Lost podcast where Linda Lost and Hughes would like answer fan questions Mm -hmm. and do weird shit. I watched every special feature on the DVD, I watched every audio commentary. So I remember, like, so much just random shit about, like, interviews actors gave and stuff like that back then that I think will be fun to talk about.
1: Yeah, you, uh... I think as far as... <laughs> as far as remembering that stuff, you will have an edge on most people.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I like, um uh, Oh, you go. No, like, uh... Just, like, there are so many... F- Cause it's, it's very like mid 2000s sort of stuff but like just all the like weird like comic-con things they did to try to like jar up uh press and stuff was always very fun and again i would like i remember in high school i would walk auto and i would put on like an hour and a half long lost podcast and listen to the whole thing because i would take auto on these like very long walks, because I had nothing better to do, and I needed time to listen to my lost podcasts.
1: <laughs> That's great, man. It's like it, it's it's uh, it's, yeah, having nostalgia. I don't think it's nostalgia for having more time on your hands because, like God knows, I don't know, I feel like I have too much. Uh, but it's there's a nostalgia for there being less like entertainment demanding your attention. So, I don't know, it was easier to, like, sink that deep into something, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think also... go over every scrap you get. uh, I mean, the fact that it was episodic TV, not not just episodic TV released on a weekly schedule, but episodic TV released on a weird schedule where, like, sometimes it would be on and sometimes it wouldn't. And so, like, because, you know, like, the way network TV used to work not as much anymore but the way it used to work is that like it'd be like there would be new episodes for four weeks and there'd be reruns for two weeks and then there'd be you know four weeks of episodes and then four weeks of reruns and so like you would have like months between episodes to like try to dig for every little morsel you could and uh it was it was not something that like I've ever experienced as a as an entertainment fan and i'm a pretty big tv fan um but like no show has ever gotten me this obsessed and i think part of it is that i was a teenager and so like the idea of like this show being everything was incredible like again i mean to reference the fact that i have a co cambria tattoo on my arm like i remember like scouring over message boards of people interpreting the story from the Cohen yeah. Yeah, and Cambria albums. And like, look, looking back, it's like, how? Like, why would you do that to yourself? That sounds excruciating. Um, but yeah, it is it is sort of a nostalgia for feeling that way about, about something so stupid. All right, uh, so this is the first real episode of You Lost Me, um, <laughs> a podcast that uh, we're making about the show Lost. Uh, my name is Ben Geyer. I have watched the show many times and was a teenage obsessive about it. And Spencer, and he, I have seen it. I am Spencer. I am Ben's friend. Yeah, that's why Spencer's <laughs> on the show. Uh, I couldn't do this. So here's the thing, right? I probably could have recorded this as a solo podcast, but it would have been like, truly deranged just like me like getting higher and higher as the show goes on <laughs> just like ranting about about what they could have done better and like how this like you know tiny detail on the wing of the plane really tells a story about the whole show <laughs> um so anyway we're gonna talk about uh lost uh, the pilot episode parts one and two aired september 29th 2004 uh which was a long fucking time ago, right? Sixteen years ago. That's crazy. Um. So yeah, uh, let's. I guess we're not going to go through like scene by scene. I think what we'll do is sort of talk about uh, major characters and some major plot points, um, and just sort of talk about it. But I guess first, uh, Spence, just like what did you think of the show?
1: Pretty good time. Uh, I. I think I assumed. I assumed that the character studies, the flashbacks uh that the show was known for, I assumed they would come later and that they wouldn't immediately be the focus from the start, but they're immediately okay. the focus from the start. Like I I did not like I lo- I love a lot of survival media if we if we're talking, I don't know, games or whatever, and this uh this show is not Embodied at least so far in like uh like how are they surviving, what are they eating like how are they taking care of themselves like so far it is them on a beach, and it's completely driven by like uh I don't know then yeah, need, so injures- the, the needs of the plot, the needs to get. Uh, the need to get characters together in conflict, uh, the need to set up little flashbacks.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty right. There's not a ton of focus at any point in like how they're surviving. Like, there's no like you know epic, everyone's lost a hundred pounds type thing or like uh, no yeah. one dies of dysentery or anything. Um, I think you could call that a flaw of the show, but I also think it's just like. To have added that would have been too much, like there would have been too much show at that point.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I don't even I don't even mean it as as a flaw. It Just
0: surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. So I for one, like again, like I- Lost has gone through so many like critical waves of like, well, it's good. No, it's actually bad. No, it's actually good. No, it's actually bad. The opening sequence to me isn't has always been like just really fucking good television like engrossing from the start very little dialogue uh real like you know dropped in the middle of the action type of thing feeling like you're experiencing it along with with the character um i love the opening shot of the eye dilating um little on the nose as it were but uh Mm -hmm. i i think it i think it works pretty well um, and just the way you know, that scene where Jack rounds the corner out of the jungle and and sees the wreckage is to me, just like, I think really, really, really good uh, television
1: yeah, i i uh, I enjoyed it. It was um uh, it wasn't quite like a children of men like scene of like, uh, I, I don't know, someone like grabbing a limb and trying to put it back on. Uh, <laughs> it was like it, it. It wasn't too visceral, but it was it was fun. Now, so
0: apparently, apparently, they, you know, obviously, being television and not a movie, you can't get that gory. But it was supposedly even less gory than it could have been. And uh JJ decided to like purposely have almost no red in the yeah. color palette during that because he didn't want to overwhelm viewers with gore. Okay. Um. So I think that's a choice. Uh. Kind of an interesting one, um, yeah. I mean, the the sequence where the guy gets pulled into the uh, pulled into the turbine, I think, is pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so that brings us to our first character, Jack. Uh, not just from that scene, but overall, what do you think of Jack and of Matthew Fox playing Jack? Jack is like he's very
1: muted to me.
0: Uh, Jack. Uh...
1: Yeah, he, he he kind of bores me. I I respect that uh almost right off the bat, he uh he seems more like invested in the meat, the kind of meat cute with uh what's her name? With Kate, yeah. Yeah, than uh in doing that much doctor stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like he kind of he kind of uh he takes charge for a while uh, and then he wanders off to uh, treat just kind of a surface wound. Uh, yeah, he, he's all right.
0: Uh, what, what is Jack to you so far? So one of the things that I appreciate about Lost looking back and that I think would be so different in a very bad way if they did it today is that Jack doesn't have any like Joss Whedon dialogue, like any yes. like stupid sort of soy boy whatever dialogue. <laughs> like I was thinking that like if 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 they wrote if they wrote this show today, even if J. J. Abrams wrote this show today, having just watched uh, *Rise of Skywalker*, also, oh uh, yeah, very bad. Jack would be like, uh, "This is a bad day," <laughs> or like or or like when uh. When the uh, when like the explosion happens on the beach, he would have he wouldn't have said "Are you okay?" to Hurley. He would have been like, "Ouchie." Yeah, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. He would be such a like, uh, such a Joss Whedon character. Like, oh my fucking... god, you're
1: totally right. I don't know. I man, I honestly, I feel, I feel like you have just given me a gift of realizing. I just, you know, we're doing the, we're doing the two pilot episodes together. I just watched like 80 minutes of television without Whedon dialogue. Yeah. Like, oh my God, (laughs) that's that's
0: such a gift. There actually is a little bit, but for the most part, it's kind of made fun of. So like, just jump ahead a little bit in the scene where they're all saying whether they're they're arguing about who's going to go on the hike to test the transmitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Boone comes over and is like talking about Shannon and he's like because she's stupid and she's selfish and she does whatever she can to make life difficult for her family which at the moment is me and Shannon just goes stop trying to be charming
1: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's that like
0: was a, that was a weird like line Boone did the like sort of like look at me I'm so sort of quirky line and Shannon was just like shut the fuck up man
1: yeah I'm Honestly, they were my favorite. They're my favorite characters. Okay. I wish they I wish they had just like, I want to see the version of Lost where they are allowed by the showrunners to just remain complete bimbos forever. the, <laughs> the bit yeah. the bit the bit with going to find pens was funny. That was great. Yeah, uh, and the scenes the scenes with like her tanning, or I guess there's mm-hmm. maybe just like one uh it was like the long shadow of like the 90s valley girl uh it was like the last the last presentation of this kind of character of course like by the end of the episode it's clear that you know they are not going to let these characters remain that
0: but i just i i loved yeah uh, just just just, let them
1: stay bimbos
0: (laughs) i was just i was just reading today about the casting of the show um and supposedly the directive when casting Shannon was a Paris Hilton type. Okay. Uh, which, like, I think Paris Hilton sort of was, like, the last gasp of of, of the Valley Girl, too. So yeah. that makes sense. And, and Boone, uh, yeah, just, like, he's, like, he's a himbo, but he's not that good-looking. Like, he's kind of goofy-looking. Yeah. Uh, like, he's very handsome, don't get me wrong, but, like, he's not, like... He sort of looks very stupid just every time you you, you see him, and I love seeing Ian Somerhalder park up in in old stuff. He, like many actors on Lost, uh, was in an episode of SVU back in the day. SVU being my other television obsession, uh, where he played a rapist who beat his father. <laughs> it is really stupendous seeing <laughs> seeing uh, seeing Ian Somerhalder like shake with rage about how much he hates all those stupid preppy girls man i can, yeah i can't picture it um so yeah so that's that's shannon and shannon and boone other people we meet in the opening sequence though uh, hurley classic fat guy yeah uh, lots of fat guy antics that he'll get up to what i feel like think of hurley? i feel
1: like he's the he's kind of like the public just like avatar of the show he yeah, uh, if you if really. you didn't watch it, he was the he was the, the face you remembered.
0: Uh yeah, well there's famously to again bring high school interest together, there's a Weezer album called Hurley, whose cover is just a picture of his face. Really? Yeah. Oh whoa. Yeah.
1: I, that that's that's so wild to hear because I thought like I thought I knew like every like terrible, forgettable Weezer album. But But yeah, this was, there was,
0: there was, there was Ratitude, which had a picture dog on it. And then there was Hurley. And then they got back into the colors again. I've actually heard some of their recent stuff is is not as bad as as some of their others. Um, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to see them this summer before COVID. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's going to be my first Weezer show. I'm sorry, buddy. That's all right. I think they're going to reschedule it. Um, so so yeah, so Hurley uh what do you think uh what do you think of him as like in terms of like did was he a little too like stock character of just like uh sort of like happy latino fat guy or or did no, you no like no
1: no i I didn't get that sense at all uh i think I think the only the stock moments were i mean not getting the stock characters yet, but the stock moments were that classic uh like, very well-trodden, like, film dialogue of, like, oh, well, I'm coming with you. And it's like, no, no, you shouldn't. No, I'm coming with you. And it's like, usually you get that after people, like, know each other and the situation pretty well and have a reason to protect each other. But you get that a little bit with uh, Jack and... uh, Remind me of her name again? Kate. Yeah. And, of course, you get that even further when everyone wants to come on the shitty hike. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, like, everyone wants to come on the shitty hike just because they want them there for that scene. Uh, I respect that uh, the guy from The Hobbit uh, does want to come to uh, clearly just get to know...
0: Uh, Shannon. Well, he goes on the yes. first hike, half to get his heroine, and half because he was he was creeping on Kate. Uh, and then Man, it and then the second hike, it was, yeah, he was just purely creeping on Shannon.
1: I mean, it was like, um, I mean, talk about things that are done only in service of plot. It's like, why did Kate want to know what he's doing in the bathroom? Like, yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. that's still yeah. a functional bathroom, probably <laughs> functional enough. Like uh, And like, they're still close enough to society. Like, they haven't been ripped away from it for weeks. Like, dude could have just been using it. Yeah,
0: could just been taking a shit. Yeah, <laughs> just just but just, let's real, see. just pinching off a fat loaf.
1: But Hurley, Hurley was fine. Uh, the characters, the only character that felt completely like a stereotype uh, was the guy, um, the 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 angry dude, the angry dude with the longer blonde hair. The one, the
0: one who shoots, who shoots the polar
1: bear. Yeah, the guy Sawyer. who wore the Sawyer, who wore the yeah. long, long sleeve, long sleeves under the t-shirt. Yeah, uh, he
0: he was he was on an island, but he wasn't about to stop looking like he was really rocking out of the Three Doors Down concert.
1: Yeah, man, long sleeves under a t-shirt. I th- I remember trying that once in high, in maybe in middle school, and just like yeah. the entire day, just like being like. Horrified that someone would say something, and wanting so desperately
0: for someone to say, <laughs> "I, I still did it for a while. I, I would occasionally rock that. I didn't know anyone actually did it. I would normally do it over like a, like a thermal shirt. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. You want, you want a little, you want a little warmth, but you still want to show off your finest Clash T-shirt.
1: But yeah, but yeah, Sawyer." <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, Sawyer was the only one who really, who really. Yeah, uh, he comes. He comes off a little way. flat. Uh, he he gets better. Uh, he he's one of the good characters, and uh, I do think that uh, uh, forget the actor's name that plays him, uh, but I think uh, Josh Holloway. I think he does a pretty good job of you know adding a little bit of variation to the Sawyer character. But there is sort of also a lot of classic sort of anti-hero stuff that they ascribe to him throughout the throughout the show. Um, I I didn't know I didn't expect to get
1: the polar bear this early. I thought yeah, oh, polar I thought the f-
0: right away. I thought the
1: fact that I knew about the polar bear the ugh, <laughs> the polar bear was a spoiler. Uh so nah, yeah, the polar bear is pretty early. Interesting that it's not. It's funny that uh, you know, the actual monster it. I mean, speaking of things in the show that don't feel embodied at all. Uh, it's like you don't get a footprint uh, of the monster. You get no, you get no sense of it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not convinced there is one. Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, what is or isn't the monster is like probably one of the like three biggest mysteries that goes for the whole show. Okay. Yeah, um, so you know say- I
1: the fact that you get the misdirection with the polar bear and like the, the sense I have gleaned generally that loss doesn't wrap up satisfactorily. Uh, yeah. It, it was so, like the monster, the monster was so disembodied that I was just like, I'll probably never see what this is. It it, it, it yeah. kind of like, as someone who's like consumed a lot of, you know, horror media, it kind of made me less interested.
0: So speaking of the monster, what did you think of the whole scene at the cockpit where Kate and Hurley, or Kate and Sawyer, or fuck, Kate and Jack and Charlie <laughs> are uh, are there, and the pilot tells them 1,000 miles off course, and then he gets ripped up by the monster and uh, splintered in the trees. What did you think um, of that whole sequence?
1: As soon as he set down the transponder, I was like, uh, saw that coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: no, I don't know. It, it was fine. Uh... I liked, I liked, uh, I I think I chuckled at how much they exerted themselves just like grunting their way up the the inside of plane. Uh, If I was them, I would, you know, I would kind of want to chill in the plane. But then again, (laughs) like seeing what happened to the pilot uh, and, you know. The hostility that one of them apparently had on someone being in a bathroom for thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess they weren't gonna stick around. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like living with roommates in Brooklyn. Am I right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that that that, yeah, that scene was fine. Yeah, a li- little bit less exciting than I remember it. Um, partially, I think, because you're right, because like so much of it is just them like trying to pull themselves up uh, into, into the cockpit. A lot of grunting. Um, a lot of grunting. Uh, so this is where uh, one of the like really sort of what-ifs of Lost comes in. So when they wrote the show, when they wrote the pilot, they were going to have a big thing where uh, they were going to have an episode where Jack is sort of quickly establishes the main character, but then at the cockpit they were going to kill him. And yeah, I just
1: to interject for a second I thought I thought they were going to do that and I guess I have by now seen enough media where that misdirection like at the end of the first episode uh, happens that I expected it
0: yeah so Jack was gonna when he was going to be a one-time guest star Jack was going to be played by Michael Keaton okay nice which I think would have been pretty cool Um, but they decided they didn't want to go that direction they wanted to actually make Jack their main character. And so they uh, switched it to Master. They recast Master Fox and killed the pilot instead. Pilot played by uh, Greg Grunberg, who is J.J. Abrams' best friend and good luck charm, supposedly. Oh, nice. Um, so there's that. A um, couple other folks to talk about. Uh, Charlie, since he was there, what did you think of Charlie and uh, how uh, Hobbit Donovan Monahan played him? Uh
1: the best post lord of the rings life you can hope for as a hobbit is to just kind of check out start doing weird genre films uh like get be seen and photographed like riding a lime scooter and smoking a cigarette like yeah so this isn't quite that uh but if you have to keep doing tv then yeah, i don't know he, he seems to be
0: doing fine for himself uh yeah well so there's a very uh speaking of my like uh what we we're talking about earlier with my steel trap for lost ephemera from this era there's a great interview with dominic monaghan where he's like the calling off lord of the rings i was getting off with a lot of parts as fairies and elves and I wanted to do something more contemporary. So I was very I was very excited when Lost came along. I don't know though. Uh, I think this sounds this sounds like a pretty good post Hobbit life, right? So he spends Oh no, all all I meant was that
1: like I feel like the best post Hobbit life is to be Elijah Wood. And just like <laughs> just like alienate alienate yourself completely in a way that like he and Daniel Ratcliffe both eventually did like to the point where you only do weird genre films that people don't get. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, he. Uh, I was happy to see him.
0: Yeah, he's he's, he's pretty fun. Uh, that part actually, there's a lot of a lot of uh, stories like this. Originally, Charlie was supposed to be like an '80s glam rocker who had gone to seed, but uh, they liked Dominic Monaghan so much that they rewrote him as a like late '90s sort of post Britpop rocker.
1: You make it sound like uh, there was a lot of room to uh, change characters based on actors they liked.
0: Yeah, there was. They did it a lot. So um, the other one, the other big one was that uh, Josh Holloway Sawyer was originally written as like a New York City con man,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a suit wearing, you know, clean shaven, uh, almost like I guess like Patrick Bateman type, <laughs> sort of. Okay. Um, not not quite Patrick Bateman, but uh like very just like sociopathic um comment from New York and they like Josh Holloway so much that they uh, uh sorry, I kind of just gave away a spoiler that's why he a con man. Yeah, yeah. I, spoilers
1: mean nothing to me. I assume every single one of these people is running from something, right? Because yeah. like the show, like they, I they won't let anyone just be normal. Like, right? Like So I so you I gotta have this. the flashback
0: there is one person on the show who's just normal and I won't tell you who it is, but, okay. uh, a- as you watch, as you watch, it'll be, it'll be pretty easy to pick up. Having, having um,
1: a normal one, trying to find out who the normal one is. Yeah, okay. exactly. This is,
0: a, this is a good challenge for me. Uh, so anyway, so they, they love Josh Holloway. So they rewrote Sawyer as a southerner, um, Hurley, uh, the actor, Jorge Garcia, uh was the first person to be cast i think basically they they saw him in curb your enthusiasm where he played the drug dealer Mm -hmm. um and they were like we got to have this guy so they just made a part for him basically playing himself nice um yeah so um i think that's all the major characters um i don't know if we we covered oh uh kate is the last one we haven't talked about um Pretty and I one. bet, and I bet you assumed the uh, the criminal was a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that uh, that scene in The Office where Michael's like, picture a criminal, pants hanging down around his butt, got a baseball cap on backwards, wearing a bandana around his mouth. Bet you saw a black guy, right? That was a white woman. <laughs> uh, so what you, do you, Kate, and her? Uh, Secret criminality uh,
1: I didn't expect it, man they really, really got they really got me they with got that you? One.
0: yeah okay, they got I, me i I haven't watched it in so long that I, without that I can't even imagine not seeing it, but uh that's that's cool that they got you yeah, they really did they um
1: well does she she grabs the gun from the guy, but she doesn't she doesn't actively say uh turn it back on Sawyer and say like you must have been the criminal, right does, does she? No, uh, no does Saeed she, says that. that's right. But okay, I I that was just Saeed. Yeah.
0: Actually, now that I think about it, there's a couple other characters we haven't talked about. Yeah. we'll get to them. But Kate, Kate's a good one. Um, what do you think of uh of Evangeline Lilly and the way she played Kate? This is Her uh, first uh, first major role.
1: Really? I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. Should I know her from anything else?
0: Uh, she played the girl elf in the Hobbit series. Okay. Um And she played the Wasp in the Ant Man movies. I only know the Hobbits from the Hobbit series. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, she was cool. I yeah, I didn't I didn't expect the twist at all. It but now that I've seen it, it's like, oh man, I wonder if the Marshal is going to uh, take super seriously. Uh, their previous roles in society and antagonize yeah. her and uh, freak out. I wonder if he's yeah. gonna do that.
0: Yeah, there's some there's some stuff coming with the marshal. Um, uh, yeah, so Evangeline Lilly uh, is very Canadian, and there are definitely some moments in here where you can hear, like when she says "stop" when Sawyer and uh, and uh, Saeed are fighting. There, there's a moment where she goes,
1: stop. <laughs> very <laughs> pronounc- very pronounced.
0: Very pronounced once that. you know it's there. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. other you know, couple of characters we didn't talk about yet. Uh. Saeed. he's our uh, genuine Iraqi. Um, so I was
1: gonna. I was gonna ask you. Um. You know, you as someone who, uh, will say in the middle of the day, send me. Videos of specific performances from Woodstock 99. (laughs) Uh, You as someone who has kind of like holistic working theories about how pop culture changed on 9-11. Yeah. I was going to, uh, you know, we can can come back to this again and again. But I was going to ask, like, what made Lost a post-9-11 show? uh yeah. but the incl- good one the inclusion of like him and like uh, uh sawyer saying oh this guy this guy's a terrorist i mean it was pretty it was pretty obvious he was like oh okay that's how uh, yeah no the,
0: the first the first thing i thought when i saw that fight when he said i crashed the plane i was like 9 11 man am i right <laughs> <laughs> uh the, the funniest part for me about this is that like okay they're gonna have an iraqi character he like how are we going to get along with all these american characters like clearly like it's clearly one of those things where you can see the the writers in the uh in the writer's room like oh yeah we're gonna go there <laughs> um, yes yes <laughs> um but so what's funny is that naveen andrews definitely an indian dude yeah. not even not even arab like, if they want, if like cast an egyptian or something just cast <laughs> naveen andrews who not only is indian is british so it sounds like this when he's not in character yes yeah. like <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like was this guy really in the Gulf war really yeah
0: this guy who looks like like you know the, the, the indian guy in my class in college <laughs> um.
1: yes so it, yeah it was almost like i got the sense like you said that it's like oh they went there and this is going to be completely uninteresting And just like, not, not, yeah, no, they're not going to really do much with it.
0: Yeah. And and there's definitely, it's, it's very much not just a post 9-11 show, but a like post 9-11, but post like the, it's that, that sweet spot of like 2004 to 2007 where 9-11 was like still in the consciousness, but not so fresh that like all references to it had to be like, you know, 9-11 tribute to hero stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, like, you could sort of like just like vaguely gesture, like, ooh, terror, war on terror, like, what's going on there? Am I right?
1: Yes. I, um, uh, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is com- something completely different. But, uh, you know, the last thing, the last kind of person I probably ever want to be is one of those, like, we pointed out everything wrong with this movie. Uh would a plane really break up break apart like this? Yeah. Like one of those dudes, but would a plane really crack in half? Do you remember any message board <laughs> any message yeah. board discussions on um,
0: the uh how realistic that was? Uh, I don't think it's particularly realistic cuz um, I got to
1: I got to say having pretty recently watched Final Destination <laughs> uh, that movie has a better plane scene.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that as you get into Lost, uh, you can pretty much right away... It's sort of like how in Star Wars you can right away any question with just the Force. Yeah. Uh, in Lost, you can right away pretty much any question with just because the island demands it. Oh,
1: okay. All right.
0: Um, All right. So so we'll get there. Uh, just two more characters. Um... Ah, uh, Michael and Walt, the father and son. Uh, what do you think of them? And uh, and Vincent, the dog, who woke up Jack and then has been just like creeping in the jungle for a couple days.
1: Yeah, I was I gen- genuinely bummed out for them that their dog apparently just like doesn't like them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because like a dog, uh, you know, it was not that far
0: to get no. to the <laughs> wreckage. Uh, a Look loving maybe. Not to, not to give any, not to give any spoilers but maybe the dog is special maybe the dog's the monster <laughs> maybe the dog is the monster all
1: along uh, they were fine to skip ahead to the old dude uh man yeah John Locke. Uh, just just completely just a normal thing to do to just uh talk to a kid about backgammon and say <laughs> And say the words, the scene I think ends on the line, Walt, do you want to know what's secret?
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna get into the weird racial dynamics of white yeah, oh, and white. Yeah, one yeah. And yes.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yes. So the, the line, that, the line like what is it like? White and black looks up, holds sustained eye
0: contact with 10-year-old. <laughs> Just like yeah, man. Um uh, one thing I will say for lost is that it does use a lot of the classic white is good, black is bad metaphor. And okay. it's obviously it's obviously not designed to be in a racial way, but like in a you know post-woke world it's kind of hard not to think like ooh leaning a little bit too heavy on the whole dark evil thing. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that was a that was a weird scene. Also uh, I, I I don't know if I don't know if backgammon is the oldest game. is not
0: go. Yeah. In order? What I about think go? A, what about go? Go doesn't have as easy of a metaphor. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, uh, do you like
0: the scene where where Locke had the uh, the orange in his lip?
1: Yeah, little, that was doing
0: do a little trick.
1: That was almost like uh, if you have like if you have a weird. Mormon grandpa from like Norwe- Norwegian stock, like I do. Like, okay, he probably eats the entire apple. Um <laughs> uh, so seeing someone apparently eating an orange peel, I it, it, it was a good, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe he was just doing the the, the 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 like godfather trick for no reason. Uh, but I don't know, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty good, uh, like, uh unsettling
0: detail yeah um all right so the last couple things we want to talk about here are uh just the end of the hike sequence uh first what did you think of we talked a little bit about this but what did you think about the um the scene where they kill the polar bear and then all the stuff with the gun that comes after it it's uh man that
1: hike was shitty like they were just <laughs> looked like
0: looked hard as shit right going up those walls they're like someone could have easily died they were like free solo style well, just like grab it on vines and shit well
1: that's what i mean about this like not being an like the action in the show is not embodied in that like they're still wearing their like normal clothes they all want to go on what would actually be a very strenuous hike uh and you just get that one scene of them all like grabbing on to the tree roots. Uh, yeah, it was it was a compelling it was a compelling uh, end to even at this stage, just at the end of the pilot, get the sense like where is this?
0: Yeah, right. Uh, That's sort of, of the, the where are we? Where are yeah. we? That Charlie says at the end is sort of the central question of the entire show.
1: And I and I um, think the 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 only one of the only details about this like mythos this setting so far that was genuinely ins- unsettling was a you know a voice line iterating for sixteen years.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a, that's that was a good, good. That's a pretty that's a pretty good creepy detail. I think Lost does a pretty good job at uh, creepy moments. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's definitely a good one um definitely sort of adds to the atmosphere really well and uh sort of the broken French is uh is is a very interesting um like sound, and those iterations are the voice is so so good to like give that complete uh flat tone
1: i it, you know, if we keep doing this, who knows if I will get to the point where I'm actually doing any research at all uh, you know the division of labor with uh you being a working dad and uh me being an out- <laughs> me being an uh unemployed game designer uh <laughs> you know obviously this is great for me that like so far you have you know shouldered the most of this burden and you being maybe maybe go right? ahead no you go oh
0: ahead.
1: i was uh I did, however, do a little bit of research by uh, skimming a bit of the Wikipedia article for the pilot, uh, and appa- apparently, apparently, J.J. Abrams—maybe you know this—only uh, agreed to take on the project if he could make it supernatural. Uh, yeah, and I did see that. The thing, the thing that um, I don't know. We talked. We talked uh, last episode about him being steeped in stephen king uh and what what i think is uh what stephen king always is to me is it's not just the premise you have to go somewhere supernatural afterward after word like it's not just the end of the world it has to be good versus evil
0: right in the stand yep. uh yep so so fair warning. Uh, Carlton Hughes, J.J. Lindelof, and uh, J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof have all said that, like, at various points, the biggest influence on loss of any one piece of media is The Stand.
1: Oh, wow. That's really interesting.
0: Yep. That's, wow, okay. I'm happy to know that. uh, Listeners, I am, like, a Stand superfan. I'm not as much of a Stephen King superfan as Spencer is. I've only read maybe two or three Uh. Stephen King books. I'm in the middle of it right now, but The Stand is stone cold my all-time favorite book, um, and definitely I started reading. I read it for the first time because of how often uh, the writers of Lost said it was their favorite book.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, I think you know starting with that kind of essential Stephen King move of, like, going, it's not just surviving after a plane crash. It's clear from the start that uh, things aren't what they seem, that this place isn't what it seems, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, like, I feel like it's, like, if you do it well, then that's pretty compelling. If you can't deliver on it and you can't resolve that supernatural element in a way that adds to the story, then man, I, I would have rather seen like a pure survival narrative, you know? Um, yep. And so, and so I, yeah, I am interested. I'm interested in what I'm going to think.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, okay. I think that's, that's it for this episode covering the pilot. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do one or two episodes per episode. So I think that what we probably should do is we'll record next week. Like We'll watch two episodes for whenever we record next. And if the first episode seems like its own episode, we'll make it two. And if not, we'll do two episodes per podcast episode. Does that sound good? Yeah,
1: it sounds good to me.